Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello, 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 and hello. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon, and good night is because we are lucky enough to be heard around the world in about 35 different countries at the moment. And thanks for listening to Happy Business Radio right here in Adelaide every Monday from 2 o'clock till 3 o'clock on 87.6 FM. Look, I want to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. A very, very Happy New Year to everybody. Um, thank you for all the people that listened to us last year. It's been a real pleasure bringing this program to you. And it's been such a thrill to be talking to such uh, great business people, men and women, who have come onto the program and shared their ideas and shared their knowledge. And it's so grateful. I have had so many messages, honest to God. Thank you so much to all the people from all over who have sent me messages, text messages, you know, Merry Christmas messages, the Happy New Year messages. And especially, especially, I want to say thank you um, because I asked for somebody to send me a couple of messages about what they have done this year or what they've picked up from the program and also what they would like from the program. So let me just start with a couple of things very quickly. I really want to say thank you to the people who sent me messages to say how they have found this program very, very interesting and how they've learnt um, a couple of key things which made a big, big difference to their lives. So well done, guys. Well done. Thank you. And look, this I'm here for you every week and it's not, like I said, it's not about me. It's about my guests and I've got some, or I've had some wonderful guests and I've got some wonderful guests lined up for this year and uh, today is no exception. But um, I'll come to that in a minute and I'll introduce our special guest for today. But at the moment, I also want to say thank you to the people that have sent me ideas on uh, how to improve the program. It's really a pleasure to be um, presenting something that so many people have appreciated. And uh, the the fact is that people said to me, it's like reading a self-help book every week. And it's like all the things that we find in a self-help book we get in one of your programs. So that's really good. And um, every idea that every person has come up with and shared um, is worthwhile using. And and I think that was a really good comment. So thank you uh, for saying that. Now, this year, like I said, I'm still open to suggestions. I'm open to um, any question that you may have, anything that you think you want help with, let me know. And like I keep saying, look, if you need help, and you think you need help this year, you want to get your business up and running, or you've got an idea that you want to uh, go somewhere with, let me know. If I can't help you, believe me, I'll find somebody who can. And I I say this all the time, I reckon I can help just about anybody out there. But like I said, if I can't help you, I know who can. So I'm helping you by introducing you to somebody else. And we've had a couple of examples of that this year, where um, actually this time last year, at the beginning of last year, um, I had um, one of the top uh, businessmen on here and uh, he shared a couple of his ideas and halfway through the year, it took him halfway through the year, the guy said to me, oh, that was a really good idea and I've been using it and um, I've implemented it in my business. And it's funny because today we have a business consultant who's with us today, uh, another one, and they all do something different and that's the good thing about it because different consultants do different things and different leaders lead in different ways. But you know, there's not only one way of doing it, but the thing which most important, and I keep saying this all the time, so please listen to this because this is so important. You've got to get a coach. You've got to get a mentor. You've got to have somebody who keeps you on track, and you can't always do that by yourself. You, you know, and the, sometimes you've got to realize that whoever your coach is now or has been may not be there at the end of this year or may not be there at the middle of the year or maybe it's about time you changed or maybe ask somebody else for advice. Get a second opinion, get a third opinion. And like I keep saying, your coach takes you to a certain level, then the next coach takes you to the next level. Sometimes it's not the same coach that can take you level to level to level. You need different coaches like you need different professionals for different things that you're doing in your business. As your business grows, keep checking that you've got the right people in the right job. 
and that's the biggest problem that we've had this year. Um, the restrictions of COVID um, in Australia and overseas has caused a lot of people to have to work from home, has caused a lot of people to have to change the way they were doing things. And because of that, they have found new ways of doing things. Otherwise, they would be doing the same old, same old. So look at what you're doing, look at how you can do it better and get advice. And look, the advice that you pay for is really nothing compared to the benefits that you gain. Now, today, our special guest is Yuri Polisko. He is uh, originally um, Ukrainian background. He was born here in Adelaide um, or here in Australia. His parents migrated, so he's a first-generation uh, Australian. Yuri, welcome to the program. Thank you, Peter, for having me on the show. Oh, look, it's a pleasure. Um, Yuri and I, by the way, we met on a set, of all things, on an acting set. We both do part-time acting and uh He's a better actor than I am, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but never mind. Look, the, the point is I only do it for fun. But, uh, you know, we both had fun doing it. And and uh, a couple of weeks ago we were on another set of another movie um, which is being made here in Adelaide and we were both acting in that and your beautiful daughter was in it as well. That's right, so, yes. Yeah, great. So look out for that when it comes out. Um, what was it called, this one, this one here? Well, we're not really allowed to say yet. No, actually, not allowed to say. Yeah, we're not allowed to say yet. But um, there's a couple of movies being made in Adelaide, and uh, Yuri and I have both been acting in them. So we've got small parts, but we enjoy it. So Yuri, you're you're the director or the managing director of uh, Active Services. So tell us, what does Active Services do? How long has it been around? How long have you been doing this? And I'll keep asking questions until you start answering. Sure. Okay, then. All right. I'll start now, then. Um, Active Services was established in 2019. Um, and the idea really was I was spent 19 years in the South Australian government in various economic development roles. And so I worked for a lot with companies throughout that whole period of time. So I, I left government and said, okay, I'm going to start helping companies the way I know how to help them. So... I looked at the different sectors that I've worked across and now Active Services covers those sectors. Um, so what does Active Services actually do? The role that I see is to work with companies to diversify the different sectors that they already work with and try to supply into new sectors. So to put it into perspective what that actually means, let's say you're fabricating metal products and you're supplying into the, well, the... Uh, let's say, the mining industry. But then you say, well, look, I'd like to supply this into perhaps defence or I would like to have a go at food and agribusiness. So then I look at the company and work out what the capabilities are, see what it takes to move into this other sector and provide a plan of how to get there. Excellent. So tell me something. Like what sort of size company or business do you work with? That's or a very good can question. you work with? Yeah, good question, Peter. Um, I like to work with the smaller end companies. It mm -hmm. uh, doesn't mean I don't work with the larger companies, right. but uh, I find quite often the larger companies have got a very good handle on exactly the direction they're going right. to take. I'll provide a little bit of input sometimes when larger companies do ask questions about direction, focus and sectors, mm -hmm. but mainly it's the SME level. Right. Small to medium Enterprises, yeah. that's right. So if somebody has an idea that they wanted to um, build or develop or um, produce, do you help them with that as well? Do you start at that level? I do indeed, yeah. I do help with development of that, uh, that side of things. Quite often people come up with an idea, but they just don't know how to get it to market. Yes. And it's the biggest problem I think that I've seen that industries um, and companies that have been involved actually do have this issue. They just can't grapple with it. I call it sometimes... They have something called a founder syndrome where they know their product so well because they created it and, and it's theirs, but they just can't take it to the next level. Right. Yeah, so I've, I've, um, I've got somebody in mind that I'm going to talk to you about later. But um, sure. there are businesses out there who have been doing different things and diversifying as, as they grow. They're you know, doing different things and, and they're trying to get into the market. And even bigger companies that don't always know how to, like I said, mm. go to a market or where, how to find a particular market. Yep. You know, is there the sort of things that you can help with? Yes, most definitely. So a couple of the areas that Active Services works is uh, in support. So we support from the point of view of working with governments, perhaps. There right. are situations where some companies say, look, you know, 
oh, we just can't talk to government. They're just not listening to us. We've got these great ideas which we believe are going to be excellent for this particular market or helping this community, but the government's not listening. So my 19 years with the uh, government has now shown me exactly what the ins and outs of government are. Well, this is the thing because a lot of people think, I've got this great idea, we'll bring it to the minister. And and Mm. the minister's not there three months' time or six months' time or three years' time. That's right. And it takes that long to cultivate... A, a confidence to talk to the minister or the minister to to see you, you know. Um, so that that would be hard f- for some companies, wouldn't it? It is. It is very hard. And you know what they don't realise is some actually is something simple like writing a business plan or a business case document mm-hmm. and having you know poor English in it or very mm-hmm. bad typos and, and errors. That's that's the impression that the government will get of you that you are not a professional business, mm. that you are not really, you know, and, and that people will regard that as a small thing. But I saw it within government that that is actually quite, uh, can be quite, yeah. you know, quite bad. Yes. Look, I, I, um, <clears throat> I mean, grammatically, I'm actually quite good. Um, and <laughs> I know spelling is terrible, but yeah. a spell check, you know, is no good to me at all because I never know which word is right. Uh, <laughs> but no, jokes aside, um, I have seen some letters presented to you know, projects or um, yeah. proposals and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, who the hell spell-checked this? That's or right. Or who the hell uh, proofread it? Yeah. You know, and, I mean, I know, I look, I, I understand that there are some businesses out there who have been growing and growing and growing, and the managing director or the owners of the business aren't even speaking English. That's right. You know, no, I understand that. They Mm. don't speak English and English is not even their first or Mm. second language. It's their third language. Mm. So the point is, but surely they have the right people um, in their job to work. Now, I mean, I I, I respect working in Asia. I respect the fact that I've worked there myself for over 20 years and they do uh, have different grammar to what English have. And for that matter, even American grammar to yeah. English grammar is different. Mm. You know, they, they spell some words totally different. So when they see the way uh, an American would write it compared to an English person would write it or an Australian would write it, there is an Australian way of writing proposals which is different to an American way of writing proposals. And then, of course, there's a legal language, if you like to call That's it. That's right. You know, and unfortunately, when you present something at this level, you have to have a, an illegal language. You know, it's like they talk high German and low German or uh, Chinese and high Chinese or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, proper uh, Polish and, and Polish, you know. Yeah, no, that's right. Italian better. is the mm. same. And so every language has their slang and their, yep. and their, their better class of, uh, you know, uh, what they call like an interpreter has to be a medical interpreter. It means they have to understand all the medical terms before they're allowed to interpret medical papers or legal interpretation. Mm. You need to be uh, understanding the law to which words need to be used instead of just common English. Yeah, well, this fits into what's called communication. And one of the things Active Services does is it helps people with that communication with government. So you may have a document and you're not quite sure, gee, you know, is this up to the standard expected by the uh, by the government, so happy to, uh, to active services happy to edit it out, do the work for you, and uh, and make sure that it's in a format that is actually going to be good first impression excellent. when you go to government. Oh, that's excellent. Look, what we'll do, we'll take a break now, and we'll come back. And when we sure. come back, we'll talk about uh, a case study, so that people get an idea of, of uh, some of the people you've helped and some of the people you'd like to help, and how people can ring you and talk to you and okay. and find out more about anything or any advice that they need. Better, better for life. As your parents get older, at some stage it's likely they'll need your help. At Southern Cross Care, we'd love to help you help them. Our wide range of quality home care services are designed to take care of mum and dad, their health, home and even garden. We're compassionate, capable, police checked and proudly South Australian. If you want the best home care for your parents, call 1800 852 772 or visit southerncrosscare.com.au. Better, better, better for life. Estovest, a restaurant that offers traditional Italian food that Nonna would approve of. Famous for gnocchi and authentic Napolitana style pizza. And every Thursday night, you can enjoy unlimited pizza for just $25. 
wonderful coffee and staff that make you feel special. Estovest, Shop 1, 111 Angus Street in the city. To book, visit their website, estovest.com.au and click on Book Now. You'll feel like you're in Italy. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Thank you. Thank you very much and thanks for listening. Of course, you can hear us also any Monday afternoon from 2 to 3 on Radio Italia Uno and on podcast Happy Business Radio uh, on Facebook. So the um, I just want to say thank you to all our sponsors. We have had some major sponsors last year. We've had some fantastic sponsors that's followed us all the way through our career Uh, in radio and of course we've got some great sponsors for this program and also for the station so please support the people that support us and if you have a product or service that you want to promote or get out there to the general public here in Adelaide and around the world let us know get in touch with me on Radio Italia Uno or get in touch with somebody at the station Radio Italia Uno Adelaide and we would love to help you promote your services uh, and your products and please Keep supporting the people that support us. Now, my special guest today is Yuri. Yuri is from Active Services and uh, uh, Polowski. Um, Yuri, you, you've been running this company for, for since 2019. That was exactly when COVID hit. So we can call you the COVID company. <laughs> But <laughs> jokes aside, yeah. you've been doing this, this sort of business for the government or within the government for over 19 or 20 years. So now um, you're actually just gone and set up your own business and, and doing it under Active Services and you're, dire- you're the Managing Director of Active Services. So um, what I'd like to ask you is uh, share with us, say, a case study so people out there listening can understand what they need to do or what sort of things you actually do to help other companies and maybe how you can help them. But before you do that, I also want to make sure that the people listening can realize this same thing can happen for a big company, little company, or even an individual. This is the most important thing. And, and these are some of the messages that I got back from my clients or, or the listeners. They said the thing that they like about this program was that the ideas that we share or the ideas that my guests share, because it's not just me, the idea that my guest shares are useful to everybody. To the individual mm. who's just starting up, somebody who's thinking about business, and also to the big companies, yeah. you know, the managing directors of a company who listen to this and say, wow, we could use that person. So that's why it's interesting what's going to happen to your business or what could happen to your business and you that's listening, <laughs> you know, what can happen to you. So thanks, Yuri. Tell us about a case study. Um, I'd like to take a, an example out of the advanced manufacturing sort of uh, area. I mean, mm-hmm. One of the things Australia has always been very strong in, certainly South Australia in, in manufacturing, and I'm Active Services is very, very strong about supporting Australian manufacturing, mm-hmm. uh, manufacturing of products in country. So one of the companies that I did work with was a fabrication company, and um, they were looking at what else they could do with their skills and, and abilities. They've been around for over 40 years. Like many of the uh, lesser-known companies, they, they never promoted themselves. They were quite uh, modest about what their achievements were and those things. So the first thing I did is basically say, well, what is it that you really want to do? Which areas do you want to do? Would you want to contact this particular sector? What, do you want, what are your capabilities? So we sat down, we assessed what their capabilities are, what areas they could possibly supply into, 
and organize and set up a plan basically yep. created a plan and followed this pathway this particular sector was diversification into defense mm-hmm. so defense as we know is a significant scale sector there is a um, a lot of uh, the budget's very high uh, it's over 200 million dollars a uh, 200 billion billion dollars over the next <laughs> decade yeah 200 billion um, and every project you speak about is in billions yeah uh, it was a bit a bit daunting I think for the company initially and mm-hmm. and we said okay well look maybe let's look at smaller things let's look at the tier one suppliers to the to, to defense let's look at the tier two suppliers to defense organized structure I explained to them how it all worked uh, who made decisions who could help and then of course you look at enablers how can we how can we do this Yuri uh, we, we've got this ability in this but we don't have a lot of money so how can we you know, is there funding available? So, of course, as all good consultancies do, we try and assess then and what what possibilities are for funding, Peter. Yep. So, and that and that and they've they've on this pathway. And as I say to people who want to work with um, supplying defence, it is a uh, it's a, like a hundred meter hurdle race. There's a number of hurdles along the way, but if you can get over those hurdles without falling over them, you've got a massive prize at the end. Yeah, because the commitments are enormous by defence, and if you pass all of those steps, they're very loyal yep. to their suppliers. The, the thing that I found, um, which is really interesting what you're saying, a lot of people will stop themselves from going forward because they think, oh, no, I don't know enough about it or I can't do that, yeah. or they, the fact that they just don't know how. Yeah. This is what I keep saying, you know, it doesn't matter at what level you're at, whether you're just starting or, no. you, you know, whether you're a two-year-old that keeps asking all the questions, you know, why, Daddy, why, why, Mummy, why, or whether you're, you know, 30, 40, 50 or 70, you know, you've got to keep asking the questions. And and the thing is, um, I play a game when I'm teaching uh, team building and stuff like that, and one of the questions I ask is like, if you don't know the answer, what do you do? you don't know what do you do and i keep asking people yeah and and you know what it takes a long time before somebody screws up you say you ask okay so who do you ask oh you ask somebody i say okay so there's no use me going down to my butcher and asking him about financial advice if all he knows is about which is the best cut from from the lamb or which is the best cut from the beef or which is the best mm. cut from a part of a rabbit. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Uh, I've got to ask the financial planner or a financial person or somebody who's had some financial advice, you know, and good at that. So you've got to ask somebody who knows. So, you know, I, I build it up. So you've got to, if you don't know the question, answer, what do you do? You ask, you ask, who do you ask? You ask somebody who's, who do you ask? You ask somebody who knows. Yeah. So ask somebody who knows That's right. and keep going until you get the right answer. And, and this is really important. That's why I'm saying your company, your business is so important. Mm. You know, what you're doing is so important out there, especially like you said, to Australian made manufacturers. And there are a lot of Australian manufacturers, smaller manufacturers, a lot of businesses that would like to export, would like to grow, but just don't know how, so they stay within their capacity, their Mm. their own small capacity. And this, I've always said, you know, I talk to Ron every week and I talk to other people that come into the studio and I say to them, look, we need to keep asking the question. We need to keep finding the right answers for the for the questions that we don't know the answers to and but we've got to find the right people to ask that's why all my guests that come in are different and same yeah <laughs> they're, they're same same but yep. different and and you know they're all business consultants they're all uh, coaches they're all counselors they're all mentors you know but they all do it slightly different and this is what's important you've got to find the right person for your job there's no use asking somebody who's into exporting wine about manufacturing steel you know, with all due That's respect, right. you've got to have the right person who's good with that influence and the fact that you've come out of a government department who's been working there for, you know, 20 odd years, so you know exactly what's required. One of my personal friends has started a major um, production and working towards uh, a contract that they've got with the defence, but he's had to spend $4 million dollars to gear up and, and right. get all this information and all the machinery and all this that he's had to buy and import before he gets a dollar from... He's got a grant. And that's where it they helps. they won't pay mm. the grant. Mm. They won't pay the grant until after he started manufacturing. That's right. So what happens is he's, he's had to spend yep. 
$4 million of his own money. He's had to run around and get a loan for $4 million so that he can set up his factory to produce what he's got, what he won the contract for. Mm. And until he produces and delivers the first lot of material, he's not going to get any of that grant money. And he can't draw on it. That's right. You know, and that's the other thing. So we, we you know, we were celebrating with champagne when he, when he got the grant, but then he realised he can't get it until after he's made the first <laughs> delivery. So, you know, like, it's like, yeah. you know, it's not really a grant. No, it's, you've got to read the fine It's a print. pat on the back mm. after you've delivered it. That's right. So, you know, uh, be aware. And I've had a couple of other people who thought they had contracts with mm. with big companies and you know major mining companies and export companies and um, stuff like that and again that was celebrating because they said oh my consultant's been really good he got this job he did this did did that I said but he didn't take you across the finish line yeah that's true that the, could be the a finish thing, line yeah. is when you got the money when yeah. you when you start making money that's right you know because they've outputted a lot of money they've imported a lot of stuff from overseas they've imported you know built a factory to build extended their building to cater for this area yeah. they've put a big cage all around the factory so that they've bought another block of land yeah, great you know they've hired uh, extra land to, yep. to build and put all these uh, things on equipment that they mm. needed but unfortunately they went bankrupt and the reason why they went bankrupt is because they had no money of their own. They couldn't afford to service the loan that they needed to get to, to manufacture what they needed to manufacture. So their consultant and the consultancy company, which was a very big company who consulted for them, they thought they were home and hosed, and then they went bankrupt. Gee. You know, and that, that, that really upset me, really, really upset me. And I'm saying that's why I'm, you know, I'm adamant this year, more than ever before, I'm going to make sure that the consultants that come on at least working with somebody that can give us a decent case study of what mm. happened. Because mm. I can tell you what happened after, because I get all the calls saying, what do I do now? Yeah, there is a problem with that, I think. There are consultants who promise certain things and uh, and I think perhaps don't deliver. Yep. Or they say, okay, to this point, here's a tick in the box, here's my check, yep. uh, you can pay me and then that's it. Yeah, that's it. They don't take any responsibility. No, they don't. All right, we're going to take some responsibility now and talk about our sponsors. So we'll take a quick break. Thank you very much, and we'll come straight back to uh, the rest of that case study. Yo, ciao, Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone, delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone, granito, marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 82662280. Unique Stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. When you hear the name Bocelli Cafe, you think an Adelaide institution, a family restaurant that's been providing the finest Italian cuisine for almost two decades. Coffee of the highest quality and staff that treat you like family. Spacious, COVID-safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. Bocelli Cafe Restaurant, 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them, 8232-3006 to book. Or follow Bocelli on Facebook and Instagram. Get ready, Australia, for the Now We're Talking show. I'm Cherie Rowett. I'm Susan Knapp. And I'm Elizabeth E. Lames. We have inspirational interviews, empowerment campaigns, and we love keeping the conversation going. Join us every Thursday at 6pm at Radio Italia Uno. 87.6 FM Adelaide. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. 
Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening every Monday from 2 to 3 on Radio Italia Uno. And of course, um, thank you to everybody that's listening to our podcast on Happy Business Radio. You can get it through your uh, whoever you use for your um, podcast. And of course, uh, through Facebook, Happy Business Radio, uh, Peter Salerno. And uh, it's my pleasure to bring it to you every week. And of course, with all my special guests, um, we, we've had some fantastic feedback from people. And I thank you. And of course, um, you know, just sharing an idea with somebody can help them fix up a problem that they've had for a while. And we've had a lot of situations like that. And Yuri is my special guest today. And uh, we've been talking about this off air, of course, while you're listening to the commercials. So I always say, please support the people that support us. And if you're looking to promote your services or product this year, please get in touch with me through Radio Italia Uno. I'd love to help you. And of course, you want to promote any service or any product that you have, And if you want to sponsor Happy Business Radio, let me know or anything through Radio Italia Uno. Just give me a call or ring the station. Thank you for doing that. And of course, Yuri, um, we were talking about what you do in your case studies and uh, we talked about helping a smaller business get on the way. But you also want to talk about representing um, other businesses, um, especially now with the COVID where people aren't travelling as much. They might have an idea or or a service that they can, you can help them with here in Australia. Mm, that's right. When I did form uh, Active Services, one of the th- areas that I was looking at the time was travelling around to various locations around the world and, and seeing whether there was representation where people needed someone to act in country for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, with COVID coming on, of course, it stopped travel by pretty much everybody. Mm. So Active Services can certainly look at uh, helping companies that uh, are seeking guidance of how to operate in Australia um, and perhaps even act as a representative of that company in Australia. So certainly if it fits the sectors that Active Services covers, which are advanced manufacturing, defence, renewable energy, future mobility, food and agribusiness and space, they're my six sectors. Excellent, excellent. Well, the fact is that there are companies who are active in Australia and overseas or Mm. active overseas, uh, you know, that would like to... um, build their footprint bigger in Adelaide or in yeah, Australia. that's right. And I, and I know that uh, South Australia, Adelaide have got special grants for people, um, business uh, development people that want to come to Australia. That's right. And we're offering uh, uh, great incentives, you know, huge grants mm. for them to come to Adelaide and, and set up a business. Yeah. Um, you know, there are lots of, lot 14, you know, there are the innovation centres, there is... Uh, innovations in the city. There's so many other organisations here that are helping migrants to come here, businesses to migrate to Australia and especially to South Australia. And the South Australian government is being very generous um, with helping people to set up a business. So if you are listening to this on podcast or here in Adelaide or you know anywhere around the world, you want to know more about it, give me a call, send me an email and we'll uh, certainly get in touch with you and help you to migrate to Australia. And, uh, you know, with your businesses. The other thing is, with, with another one of your case studies, we were talking about you had a couple of um, things there. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter how big the company is, does it? No, so no. I just was approached um, not that long ago. I was actually at a, an event and started speaking to a, um, a couple of gentlemen and, and turns out that, uh, you know, they were looking at ways and means of, uh, of creating a product, that a product idea that they had. And they wanted to take to market, and uh, they were looking at help with you know identifying the right pathway and and the types of grants and the type of systems to use. So, it turned out to be a, um, a quite a large company actually that, uh, yeah. that that I'm now I'm now working with. Oh, excellent! See, the thing is that um, I I also talk to a lot of people, as you well imagine, um, when I'm doing coaching, counselling, or, or just networking with different organisations, and I find that there are some people there who have some great ideas and would like to take it or would like to show it to somebody to get a grant, but they don't know where to get a grant or who to go and see. So if they come to you and ask you for 
that advice? Are you able to help them with that? Or That's right. Yeah, you most definitely. Them to somebody else. No, look, I think with with grants, I mean, it, there are so many different types. Honestly, yes, that's the problem. Uh, some of them are you have to have matched funding. It could be twenty eighty, or it could be fifty fifty, or some of them are straight out grants, perhaps. Others you won't get until you've reached the first milestone or second milestone. Before that, you've got to run your own money. So, you know what, you really have to read the fine print in each type of grant that you're looking at. And that's one of the jobs of active services is to advise on the types of grants available for particular jobs. Companies have come to me and said, look, I see this grant's opened. Can we find a project that fits it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the tail wagging the dog sometimes. Yeah. And, I, and I would suggest, look, you have a project that you've already progressed already to plan and it requires the funding to actually kick it off and finish it off or make it happen. Because a lot of grants, they won't give you uh, if you've already started work yes. on it. And that's a bit of a problem for business because otherwise business then has to sit on its hands yeah. going, well, hang on a minute, I'm waiting to see whether I'm going to get this grant or not. Yes. It's a bit of a frustration. That can be a frustration. It can be a problem because a lot of people um, can't do anything without a grant. They've got an idea, but without the grant, <laughs> without the money, they can't do anything. Oh, yeah. And that's where you've got a dilemma. Mm. And that's when you've got to find some funding. You know, that's right, and and that's a big problem because, I, like I just mentioned off air as well, um, I know a company where they went and they had this uh, consultancy group, right? This company was supposed to be a consultancy group, and they've got their own lawyers and all the rest of it, and and they um, went ahead and said, look, here we we've got this idea, we've got this project, and and the government said, yes, okay, and it was a, over. A, a five-year period that they were going to build this up and do this, and they said, "Yep, great." So the company immediately borrowed a lot of money to yeah. buy the block next door, yeah. to buy another block, to rent another area, so that they could store all this equipment and and stuff that they were building for a mining company. And the mining company had placed an order with mm. them for so many uh, things and huts and you know yeah. all the other stuff that they needed. Mm. And so they needed to get this stuff and they imported it from overseas mm. and they put it in this warehouse and, and some was out in the sheds and some were in a yard. And and what happened was they spent millions, honestly it was two or three million dollars to set all this up and then another two or three million dollars of equipment and plants. So about five or six million dollars was spent um, and they didn't get any of the grant money and they kept saying, where's the grant money coming? Where's the grant money coming? And this consultancy firm said, oh, it will come, but you have to do this. Oh, okay, so they did that and whatever. And, and the company just got further and further and further in, in debt. debt. And That's right. Because they were working so much on this one project, mm. they they really stopped working on a lot of their yeah. money-making things, their, their day-to-day type of thing. So they had stopped making money coming in because they were so interested on building this huge project where they were going to make a lot of money a lot of money and unfortunately they went bankrupt because they couldn't service the loans that they had that's right and and when they went to try and borrow money the guy says how can we give you money you've got this and you've got nothing you've got a piece of paper with a signature on it that doesn't mean anything and they said well we've got a grant coming we've got this contract coming the contract can be cancelled at any time and there's no way of doing it. And which exactly happened because the mining company, after the previous election, yep. had the, you know different state governments and all of a sudden some of their projects were put on hold. Mm. And because those companies put their projects on hold, over here, this company here in Adelaide went bankrupt with, well, with lots and lots of debts. Yeah, you know, and this is what I'm saying. You've got to get the right advice from the right people. Just because you've got some advice, make sure you don't jump into the fire. I think I <laughs> say, know? Peter, sometimes don't forget about the farm. Yes, <laughs> and and people forget everything. You know, they've got to keep their business going. Yep, I think that's the biggest problem that I found when I'm consulting somebody that is trying to start a business or trying to run something, and salesmen are like that. You know, they'll they'll canvas on something. They've got a big project coming on, and and then they because they're putting so much work in one mm. area, mm. they've stopped doing their basic, you know, yeah. their, their everyday that. everyday mm. things that need to be done as well, and and follow up on on things that they need to follow up on, mm. you know, and their canvassing and their their businesses and their different things that need to be done, and they're working too much on one big project. That's right, and. They said, but, you know, I'm by myself. I couldn't do it. Or I've got a small company. I can't do it. But unfortunately, that's what causes the bigger problems. So look, we'll come back and talk about that in a bit, mo- bit more in a minute. 
At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home, and just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. Thankfully, our customers have always acted like Mighty South Aussies when shopping with us, which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals, and great food lives here. Foodland, the Mighty South Aussies. Hi, this is David Heath and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Radio Italia 1 Sito internet www.italia1.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM Ok, thank you very much and keep supporting the people that support us. Thank you very much for all our sponsors uh, of Radio Italia Uno and, of course, Happy Business Radio. Uh, my special guest today is Yuri uh, Poloski. And, uh, Yuri, it, it's been a real pleasure having you here today. It's, Thank you. It's, it's interesting. It's probably um, eye-opening for people. We started the new year with you uh, because I thought we'd start off with a, um, you know, a, a good foundation of what's important for people to realise how important it is to um, have a business that you can look at growing and, of course, um, getting the right advice. And, and there are grants out there that you can get to help you grow your business much faster than what you could have grown it by mm. yourself. So if you've got a business, an export business, uh, a manufacturing business that you want to grow, um, this year especially, ask us. We can help you. Talk to Yuri. Um, Yuri will be able to take you through all the different types of grants that you can get for a government. And more importantly, he'll, he'll show you how to get it, how to apply for it, um, how to write the proposal, how to look at your plan and uh, present them with information they want to know. Because, you know, you've worked in private sector for quite a long time. Then you went and worked for the government for over 20 years. So now you're working in your own business, which is active services. And uh, you can actually... Uh, lead them and you know that's right and and yeah. show them what to do but yeah. m- most important like i say a lot of people say to me oh how do i get a grant i want a grant i want a grant you know i'm, <laughs> I'm going to get a grant to do yeah. this artwork i'm going to get a grant to do this or that or whatever and and they live from grant to grant and they they don't actually make anything on themselves because and and you were mentioning during the break as well there are some companies that live from grant to grant yeah that's right yeah there are people who seem to 
rely on 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 grants just to survive and mm. i try and i try and encourage them to not do that basically and you know we're talking about grants being one type of form of financial assistance but of course there are other people who will do you know crowdsourcing as well these days yeah. you know fund me go fund me for yeah. ideas and things and then there's there's venture capital there's also angel investors there's so many different types of ways of actually getting an idea off the ground uh, you may find people who are like-minded thinkers who also are looking at the philanthropic side of it. You know, they they want to put some money in and support a company. I remember being in the in the in the U.S. and having a um, a catch up with a uh, with a well a very wealthy entrepreneur in in the U.S. and he said, "Look, you know what, Yuri? I give I look at this big list. I got a hundred companies here, and I look at it like twenty, thirty. I give them twenty, fifty grand each, and then the other three or four I pick out and give them a hundred grand each. And to him, it didn't matter." Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, I don't know that we have people of that sort of wealth here that were prepared to... Oh, you know, we do. To we bank do. on the money, Surprise, lose the money. Yep. Surprisingly enough, we have that many in Adelaide, let alone in Australia. But um, we also have a lot of people coming to Adelaide that have come from overseas yeah. who are happy to invest in a business. Mm. Now, a lot of them will want a percentage or um, share yeah. of profits or a say on the board or a say on the management of the company because if you're putting in $2, oh, $3 million or above, yeah. you, you want to be able to know what's happening with your money or, or how it's going to be used. That's right. And and this is the same with the government. Yeah. You know, the government's not going to give you a grant for the heck of a grant. If they're going to give you 4 $5 million, it's going to be with a fingerprint on it, you know, with a thumb tip still not letting go. You know? Absolutely right. And, and they need to keep their um, pressure on it, you know. And it's fair enough because it's public money. Yeah. And and the, the point is a lot of people think that they can get a grant and then do what they want with it. It doesn't work that way. No, no. I think people are sometimes a bit fooled, I think, by uh, by the idea of grants. I describe it as bright and shiny things sometimes. Well, there's there's one particular company now that you mentioned it that I, I, I know that have lived on grants for quite a few years and they've got one guy there um, has got a team of about five people in his office and all they do is write grant applications. And they ask for this grant and that grant and that grant. So they've got three or four grants going at, at, at any one time. <laughs> and I look, I said to him exactly what you just said. What happens if the grants dry up? You know, we mentioned off-air. I mean, I know there were a couple of organisations that I was involved right. in that as soon as the grant money stopped, the organisation closed down. Mm. You know, there was no there was no bo bottom there. There was no foundation there. And, and unless you've got an income that keeps coming in and keeps you going and keeps the manufacturing going, keeps the business running, uh, the grant is like the cream on the top. It is. You know, or yeah. takes you to the next level. And then you're supposed to stay there. You know, but the the, the income is supposed to keep you there. No, the grant is not just to keep the business alive. No. You know, we, we had that with the manufacturing of the motor vehicle industry where the government paid millions of dollars every year to keep the motor manufacturing going because they said, basically, we either pay these people unemployment benefits or we pay the, the owners of the company to keep the business open, you know, and, and neither was a good idea. <laughs> but the government you know, covered their backside by doing that, you know. Um, and that's the same with some companies that mm. are, are doing the same thing, you know. So uh, what what are some of the suggestions you give to people when they come to you and say, oh, look, I want to get a grant? Oh, What's look, the, the immediate thing that goes through the your first mind? The well, first thing in my mind, the first thing I say, well, are you sure about that? Uh, and then I say, okay, if, if you really are looking for a grant, what is the project that you've got in mind that you've got a plan for? If they say, oh, look, I don't have one, um, I, there's a grant out, I just want to get the money for it. <laughs> and I just say, look, no, look, honestly, don't even yeah. worry about that. If you yeah. can't make it fit, it's not it's not worth it. Yeah. So I'll then, I'll talk to them about it, work out what the best approach is, uh, what type of fund they'd go for, and then, uh, then we'd go from there. I'd ask them for information, get the information, and then uh, approach the right people who are involved around the grant, mm -hmm. get all the intel from those and then use that to actually create the uh, the application form and and, and then complete the um, the formatting. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, that that's important. We we've we've had a very good show today. We've had a lot of good information in each section of uh, that you've given. The the point is, every section that you we've spoken yeah. about applies to everybody. Not yeah, it just does. not yeah. just big companies no. and little companies. If you're just thinking of starting a business this year, or if you've been running a business right. and wondering where you're going with your business, talk to us. Talk to me. Yep. You know, let me 
help you. Um, and like I said, if I can't help you, I know who can. So I'm not the one that knows it all, but I know somebody who can. That's right. You know, and that's the thing. And if I don't know somebody, I'll ask. I'll find somebody. The, the other day, just before Christmas, actually, um, I had somebody saying how this year they weren't sure what they're going to do with their business. Everything's changed. The COVID's affected them so much. And I said to them, have you spoken to a consultant? And they went, what? And yeah, I said, I, I said, who's been yeah. your mentor? And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, who's been your mentor? In your business, who else has been doing that and doing well? And, you know, like... It, silence. It was, yeah, it was silence. It yeah. was total silence. And all of a sudden, I kept asking him questions. I, I just bash it in with questions, you know. And I said, okay, who else is doing this? Who else is doing this? What else? What's the biggest company doing this? What's the smallest company doing this? Who's your greatest opposition? That I know. All of a sudden, he came up with a couple of things. And I said, great, now let's look at them. Who's the next one? And I, I asked him a barrage of questions about that and the next question, the next question. And eventually, he agreed that he should do something. And now this year, already, already, he's, had, he's been working on a plan. Honestly, every day... He's been calling me between Christmas and New Year. Every day he's called me and said, oh, I've done this, great. I said to him, you work on it for a week and I'll catch up to you straight after the New Year. Well, Peter, I recommend, you know, every business has a good look at itself and do the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. Simple yep. SWOT analysis, yep. very important for any and all businesses. Exactly, exactly. Look, I'd love to talk longer about this, but sure. our time is up and oh, until we meet again. Already? <laughs> yeah, oh, look, gone over time. Thank you so much, everybody. And look, Happy New Year. We'll be back. We'll keep going this year um, for as long as they keep me on air. And, of course, Ron, thank you hey. so much for uh, Podcast City. And, Yuri, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thank and you, Peter. Look, thank you if once somebody again. wants to get in touch with you, like I said, get in touch with me. It's called Active Services, which is A-K-T-I-V-E Services. And uh, dot com. Can, dot com, of course, dot com. And uh, they can look you up and, and get in touch. But, Absolutely. Uh, get in touch with me. I'm happy to pass it on. Thanks, guys. Thank uh, you. Till we meet again. Okay. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.